Here we go. Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast from Studio Breezy. Here with Baba Juan, Mix, and Toby. We're just out of camera over there. Matthew right here with coffee and potentially a little producer Jay or co-host Jay uh, on the telephone here in a moment. We're here to discuss a game recap for a 1-1 penalty loss in the end for CFC in the U.S. Open Cup in uh, Berm- wait, wait, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I want to point out briefly that like it's not a loss. It doesn't get counted as a loss. It gets counted as a draw. Us and Birmingham drew after 90 minutes and extra time, and Birmingham advances by winning the penalty shootout. But it's a draw. Okay. Um, it's a loss, but thank you for that technicality. <laughs> um, I Look, so first off, first thoughts, very beginning. Um, we went down to a, we went down to Tuscaloosa because Birmingham moved the game to Tuscaloosa because they're scared. Oh, there's producer Jay. Yeah, answer that call. Producer Jay, you're live on the horn. Bland, just like that. You're, just yeah, like just that. like that. We are live, baby. Dude, so I'm uh, I'm nervous. Well, don't be nervous. This is a, this. <laughs> no one listens to this show anyway. Put, put him up a little bit. Let me turn you up a little bit in this. Uh, give me give me a little mic check, Jay. Hello, check one, two. This is Jay. I do this all the time, so it's sort of annoying that I'm not at work, but I'm checking microphones. So hey, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Well, you sound beautiful. Jay, we literally just started about 30 seconds ago. We were just about to get to how you feeling. So Matt and I were at the game. I kind of know how he was feeling. We had a three-hour drive plus back together. How are you feeling after last night? Did you guys get a good three-hour debrief in? Oh boy, they did. I mean, kind of. Mostly, we were just like, you know, <laughs> fuck the whole state of Alabama in in totalis. But um, yeah, well, but there's, there's one there's one big negative that I took away from that game, and it's that uh, the the fact that they couldn't play in their own stadium is the most annoying thing, and it continues to be something that happens with the U.S. Open Cup. And I think it's super dumb, and I think it should change. And I think a lot of people share that uh, same opinion with me. I do but, too, man. I do too, man. I do too. Yeah, and I figured. I mean, I mean, let's we we all read the same Twitter threads every day, so we all ha- we all know what's going on. Yeah. So, but but for the game for me, I have a lot of friends who I talk to, and a lot of them had a sort of negative taste in their mouth. And like, of course, I always want to win. I think we should always strive to win. But if you take that situation and you look at the caliber of the opponent that we played and what teams they beat, what league they play in, and where they're currently in the standings. And to think about that, in my opinion, we were literally the better team in the second half, and their only goal came from an absolute freaking wonder strike. You know, it wasn't <laughs> like they were – it wasn't like they were opening us up with backdoor passes, you know, and put five goals past us like we, were, we weren't competing. It was like, you know, oh, crap, one wonder goal that got past a goalkeeper that stood on his freaking head all night, you know. Yeah, so for yeah. Me, the positives of what I saw, the way we worked as a team, the way Rod's system is working with the players that are on the field, I noticed that there were some fluctuations in possession. Like we would have really good times of possession, and then it would go away. Mm. And when you when you play like much bigger teams, much better teams, you'll be like, oh look, we have possession, and then possession goes away, and it's kind of gone for the rest of the game. I did not feel that at all last night. I felt like there were multiple times 
where we were the team in control and we were dictating the pace of the game. And if you want to, if you want to take that with like what I was talking about a minute ago, with the caliber of opponent, and then pair that with who we have to play for the rest of the year and what we're striving to do for our goals as a club throughout this entire season, I have a really positive takeaway from last night. That's, that's, that's how I feel. So I wanted to, I, I don't know if anybody out there was like super dark and gloomy about losing because it was a tough way to lose. Yeah, of course. But if you take that away, the positive list is super long. Yeah, I could not agree more, Jay. Um, I think, yeah, I, I could not agree more. I, I think there's moments in that game we didn't play well enough, right? But there's a lot of moments where we played quite good. And we'll get into some of that here um, in a moment once we get off the phone with you. But I do think one thing we can take away from this is the second place team in the Eastern Conference of the USL Championship, who is quite good, who has a very talented roster, who rotated very little, uh, struggled against us to generate much. Our defense was much improved, I think, over last year. I think we played toe-to-toe for large portions of the game, though I think they were a little better, a little more talented. Um, for sure. And I think that that's if, – if you told me that that's how the game was going to go, sans penalties, I would have felt really good about it. The penalties sucked because that that just hurts emotionally. But, man, penalties are not a fair way to, to decide a soccer game. They're just not. Yep. But that's how oh, we yeah. decide soccer games that end in ties. Yep. So I'm feeling mostly positive out of last night, and the only thing I'm worried about – is that it affects this weekend's game because how couldn't it? It's a 120 minutes away from home plus penalties and just the emotional expenditure, not to mention the physical expenditure of energy. Yeah. But but also, like I do think exactly what you said. We're not going to play. This is the best team we're going to play this year by a long shot. Right. And you know we matched up well with them. Matthew, what are, what are kind of your takeaways from Jay's thoughts? No, I, I think Jay. I think Jay basically covered what I was planning to do for my three things. Uh, basically, like, just like all of them. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I mean, like it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a great team performance uh, to to challenge up a level on the road uh, or at neutral site. And, uh, I was gonna say we were we were both on the road, <laughs> and and like I I think it was one of those those classic games where like yeah I I think Birmingham was the better team. I think they were. Had they had the majority of the chances, they had the better of the chances. Their XG is going to end up being better. Um, that isn't to take away anything from from our guys and our effort, but I, I look at that game and maybe like the feel of the game, and it was it was very much there were there were moments where where Birmingham had the lion's share of the play, where they were um, when they were in the ascendancy, when they had us pinned back a little bit, and they were able to move the ball and do what they wanted to do. And then there were moments where we were able to have the ball, pin them back a little bit, do what we wanted to do, mm. uh, kind of probe. And I, I think that's what makes what what made this game really good, especially probably for a neutral watching, you know, hoping for a cup set or something. Uh, like it, it, it was, it was just a good game of football. It just was. Dude, it was. It really was. It was. It was a really fun game to watch and. I'll say one last thing, and and I'll say this with trying to not insult anybody, but I don't think anybody would take this with any malice. But if you put last year's back line and goalkeeper against that team last night, I don't think we're we. I don't think we play as good and have as close to the game as we did. I don't think we go to penalties. Put it that way, like straight up. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I, I think. 
I think it's fair to say this team defensively, and we talked a little bit about this in the podcast, and there's no no shade in any one player, but this team is more oriented defensively. That back line are better defenders individually, most of them. And look, Jean-Antoine is a much different goalkeeper than we've had the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it, it's it's very clear that um, when, when, we had, when we had Rod on the podcast at the end of last season, and and he went through his, his criteria for like things to expect in the future. It it very much sounded like then, even before we got any roster announcement, that there was going to be big changes on, on on the defensive side of the ball. And then throughout the off season, and and it took a while at times uh, to to bring those players like a goalkeeper and center backs in. But that's exactly what happened. Like mm-hmm. we retooled the entire the entire defense, retooled the goalkeeper, the the outside backs, center backs. And and like put that on top of the foundation, which ironically was like the forward and midfield side. And I think I think that's the result of, of a being able then to play with a team like a, t- a really 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 good team like Birmingham that is able to get P one visas that we are unable to do because we're in Nisa. Uh, that spends, you know. I don't know. I don't know what Birmingham's spending these days, more, but, it, but it's probably it be more, more than us. Probably more than a million. Yeah, like, it's probably a bunch of money. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's just that's a good team we played, and we went we went toe to toe, and 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 yeah, Birmingham was a little better on the night, and I think I think Birmingham would have felt hard done uh, if they had if they had lost in penalties, but yeah, you know, I, I don't think I don't think there's anything to to shake our heads at or or feel bad about like. That was a hell of a game, a hell of a game of football, and you know sometimes you don't win games of football, especially in penalties. I'll say one more thing before I throw it back to you, Jay, for any final words, and then we'll let you get back to being a grown up and doing work. Um, I think <laughs> if this game had finished one nothing to us or three one to Birmingham, neither would have been like a highway robbery, right? Like they could have beat us three one, and we could have beat them one nothing. It was very much a they were slightly better than us, but we were also solid and good. And like that's a good way to match up with a team that is supposed to be far superior to you, quote unquote, on paper. Yeah, Jay, any last words? Okay, yeah, I have last words, and then I'm literally gonna hang up uh, right after. Boom. So I love you both, and a precursor message to that. <laughs> now we love you too. But if Juan Agudelo's track was any longer than it needed to be to get anywhere near ever wanting to play for the U.S. Men's National Team. John Antoine absolutely extended that by about 400 miles. <laughs> Hell good. yeah, producer Jay. That's uh, the uh, the replay of the game is on. Uh, which we keep doing on, well during the these TV. recaps, which is like terrible for the listener because yeah. like, we're getting distracted and watching whatever else. But like that's uh, Taylor Gray just earned just earned the penalty on which right, I haven't right se- which I haven't seen by the way, and, and he did it by the way for megging a defender. Oh, that's that's Hell how yeah. the penalty was earned. Hell yeah. Well, so good to check in with producer Jay. We may need to do that more often um, because uh, peek behind the curtain, it's, what is it, noon, give or take. And I, I, like, I like that I wrote up my three things and then I put them on my phone, which is currently recording this podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, when I was writing things out and, and thinking of stuff, you know, it's, it's roughly noon, it's lunchtime, so we try to get with producer Jay, but we can't always do so. So that was a cool check-in. Um, Matthew, do you have the lineups either on paper or in your head enough to do them or do you want to just do them together on the fly oh they're in my head don't worry let's do it uh give so, us the lineups so jean antoine started uh at at goalkeeper uh there was only one change from uh from the weekend's game against flower city union uh so stripling prepolitza bowers p1 
Perez across the back line, uh, Richard Dixon at the six, McGrath and Lu- Luis Garcia Sosa in midfield. The, or the the starting pairing at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Damian was on the right, Taylor was on the left, and then Marcus Nagelstad went back into the starting lineup. So no Juan Luis, and uh, we had Marcus back in the lineup. Yeah. And, and I, I think you... You've we talked about this last year, like no more or last week. Sorry, no Marcus, no problem. Question mark. No, obviously there was a problem, and you felt it back in this game. We were more dangerous. And this is no shot at anybody, but like when the golden ball pl- player is out, when the golden boot winner is out, you feel the difference. And when he's back, you feel the difference. Yeah, I think I think Marcus had a Marcus had a, had probably a frustrating game for him. Yeah, uh, he, he barely saw the ball. But like that's you know Birmingham. I think also like wanted to make sure that. Marcus never got a good look uh, to do any damage from. And like he had obviously had the PK opportunity and, and converted it. Which, by the way, you just talked about like Taylor drawing the penalty like four minutes ago when Marcus just took the <laughs> penalty on the screen, which was wonderful. They could not ice him. Uh, so do you know when the subs happened, roughly? Yeah, Damien's sub happened roughly. Uh, don't quote me on this. We're going to have to like... Uh, You're going to have to go back and watch gonna, for sure. going to have to make sure... Uh, because I didn't even like notice it on the on the screen just then. It was around the sixty second minute, somewhere in there, uh, and that was the only change for a significant portion of, of the game. Uh, uh, Beto uh, Alvarenga came in for Luis Garcia Sosa in the hundred eleventh minute, and then in the hundred twentieth minute, I mean like sixty seconds before penalties, uh, Rod brought in uh, Matiam Wape for Colin Stripling. To, to become a penalty taker. Mm-hmm. And and those were the only three changes on the night. I will also say that I heard a little rumor, and I am going to accept this as fact, and I will hear nothing to the contrary. Uh, Marcus waited all that time to take that penalty so he could take it in the 69th minute. I will I will just point out that the goal was scored at about 67.30. Matthew, I will, told you I will hear nothing <laughs> else against it. Take your facts and shove it. Um, so... Lineup comes in the same. First off, uh, Rod makes basically no subs. Uh, he makes one sub in regular time and two subs in extra time, um, essentially setting up uh, a, a tired Luis Garcia Sosa to not have to play the last few minutes and getting a penalty taker in, which is great, who, who did uh, make his penalty. What like How did you feel during that game, and how are you feeling now about Rod only making essentially one sub in, in regular time and kind of the sub he's been making, which is the right-wing position alternating whoever's out there? Yeah, I don't, I mean, like, we've come to expect this, so I don't know if I have really, excuse me, many thoughts on it, uh, if that makes sense. I, I think this is one where, um, I, I I think if there are going to be changes made, there would be changes made on the weekend, mm. and not necessarily in this game. I mean, like, if you look at it, like, things were working, he wasn't making any changes on the back line, right? Right. Uh, and, and like he obviously he, did, even though we had two yellow cards in the first half, yeah. for, one for each of our center backs. By the way, did you have any thought at halftime to think, will he shift Colin Stripling over and then bring in? There was never a chance. There was never like Rod. I think Rod is a ride or die kind of guy and a rod or die kind of guy. Hey. And uh, he wasn't changing center backs at halftime. Uh, he, he doesn't like he doesn't make a lot of changes. Like he, he trusts he trusts his players and. Um, he, he gives guys the faith to play through things. Yeah, and like, look, you're not going to, unless it's dire circumstances, you're not changing up the back line. Um, he wasn't going to change out. He, I mean, he wasn't going to sub out Richard or Alex willingly. 
not going to sub out Marcus or, or, or Taylor because you, you need to have those guys on the field to like for a moment of magic opportunity. And look, Taylor was electric for large portions of this game, doubled and triple teamed, yeah. and he he still managed to make things happen, including drawing that penalty second game in a row. I mean, I I think I think the Damian sub and made sense at the time. He was Damian struggled with the physicality of Birmingham a little bit. Yeah, and they weren't they weren't calling ticky tack fouls. This referee let a lot go. Uh, shout out to this referee. Um, this is the first good referee we've had in a long time. Meaning he probably favored us just a little bit. If I'm being really honest, uh, because if I thought he was good, but point being is he was like he kept control of the game. He came back and had gave yellow cards. He didn't take too much shit, but he also didn't like. He let some stuff go. He let players vent a little bit. He was, he was just a he was really, professional. This referee was at the level of this game, and unfortunately, in Nisa and other where, other places, it is rare to see a referee at unfortunately in, in, in American soccer at the level of the game, like at the correct level. And this guy was, yeah. and like genuinely, kudos because if referees were at this level for more games. I would have so many less complaints. Yeah, um, not just because like some of the call, a few of the calls went our way and a few went against us, but because he didn't let the game get out of hand, and he just like handled. He was as good at his job as the players were at their jobs. And yeah, uh, too often the, the referee is clearly below the level of play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I so I, I thought the one Luis sub made a lot of sense. Uh, He's he's just, and he comes this close, this close. He's more he's this more close to scoring. He's the, more athletic than Damian, and uh, and, he, and he almost won the game. And he's a better. I, I think he's he's better defensively, and like just more capable to deal with what Birmingham was, uh, was was providing, and and yeah, there was that there was that chance late uh, in in the second half of of extra time that. It's just a little bit offside for it's a good play. But what a left-footed finish. And man, oh man, that could have been storybook. It really, really could have been. So we have our we have our subs, which there wasn't many. We have our um, our game, our lineups, and we just kind of stuck with it. So we got those two yellow cards early for the center backs, and I was very, very nervous. I really, if you had asked me to place a bet in the first half, like who are we going to finish in 10 or are we going to finish with 11, I would have guessed 10. Simply because getting yellow cards that early against a really good team with your center backs, oof. Yeah, I mean, it's it it definitely nervous, but I, no, I we thought were they, fine. We were fine. They played great. Yeah. I'm not. I'm like. I'm not. Uh, I am not putting any judgment out there. I'm just saying I was nervous and took care of business. So, you got your three things. Yeah, we can go ahead and just go straight to that. Yeah, let's do uh, it. There isn't too much more. I mean, we're, we're recording this not even twelve hours after we're getting we got back from Birmingham last night. Yeah, we're at like eleven hours after arriving um, at home. Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> to get it over with, because we have another game on the weekend. Because soccer is our therapy. Soccer um, podcasting is our therapy. So uh, my my first thing from from the match is that our ability to pin a better team back mm. uh, for for stretches bodes well for us in Nisa. Uh, Birmingham, and this is point, this leads into thing number two, so I'll do them at the same time. Uh, Birmingham's the best team we're going to play all season. In, in, in a game that matters, they're the best team we're going to play all season. And those two things together is really, really important uh, because this team, this team is capable of a lot of really, really good things. And uh, they, they showed an ability... They, they, I mean, yes, they were under it at times. They didn't walk all over Birmingham, right? Uh, but they showed an ability to, to fight, uh, to compete, to uh, be able to move the ball, and then be able to keep the ball in the attacking third 
uh, and keep possession even when Birmingham was trying to get out. And that's that's going to be in- incredibly important, not just to play against the better teams in NISA, but also to play against the teams, good or bad, that put 11 players behind the ball. We're going to have to be able to keep possession for five minutes even at a time uh, to keep a team under pressure, to wait for them to make the mistake and then punch them when the mistake comes. Birmingham, outside of outside of the penalty, and, and I think a lot of that is just Taylor Gray making a brilliant play and like forcing like almost by uh, by instinct uh, forcing the defender to foul. Uh, Birmingham really didn't make any any mistakes. Uh, you know they were they consistently were in the right positions to defend what we threw at them and, and, and credit to them for that. Uh, you have a you have another team that is not as as disciplined and the gaps really open up for or would would have opened up for us and and that's just that's just a testament to to playing against a really really good team. Yeah. Uh my 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 thing 3 was um uh, penalties or a crapshoot. Uh I mean that's that's all that's all there is to it. Like there's no there's no shame in going out on a penalty shootout. Honestly, there's no shame in going out on a penalty shootout against any team you play, whether they're in a higher level division a lower division, like penalties are a crapshoot. Sometimes the goalkeeper guesses right. Sometimes the goalkeeper guesses right and still can't come up with the ball because it's well placed. Sometimes you hit the bar. Sometimes it gets saved. Like things happen. And uh, I think the encouraging thing is that we went out there, we competed, we belonged. And at the end of the day, you know, there has to be, there has to be someone to advance and there has to be someone that stays behind. And um, I guess, I mean, like so far in CFC's history, round three is where we stay behind. And that's just, that's just how it goes. Sometimes we move on, we move on to Michigan and we move on to the rest of the season in the league. So my three things are not too different from some stuff I said earlier on. Um, Unsurprisingly, I guess, because it's hard to have three, three, like takeaways, three things. Um, and then I'll talk about it at the beginning. The defense is much, much improved. We said that with Jay on the phone. Um, we're just we're just a better, more balanced defensive team. We've, we've said it all season. And there's not many... I don't know how else to say it. Just we're better defensively. And we stayed in that game because we were better defensively. Yeah. Um, if you look at what Atlanta did to us last year, and some of those were a couple like worldies, but um, Birmingham got one worldie, and then we took care of everything else. Yeah. And last year... Atlanta carved us apart. Atlanta's a better team than Birmingham, but we, I mean, allegedly, but we took care of business this year and stayed in the game. And had this team played Atlanta last year, I think it would have been a different result. We wouldn't have won to be yeah, clear. And, but and like, and, and it wasn't, it wasn't all, it wasn't all like clean either. Like Jonathan had to make a couple big, big saves. Yes. Like that, that, that can be the difference between a one, one game and a three, one game. But in the personnel is policy that you always say, when That's, you have better individual defenders, and this doesn't necessarily mean better overall players necessarily, but better individual defenders, AKA they are better at the art of defending or the skill of defending. They make defensive plays and we made a bunch of defensive That's, plays. That's why we have them. 
Um, pragmatism was evident. We are no longer, if you remember the Atlanta game from last year, if you remember other games from last year at the beginning of seasons, we were really, really dogmatic throughout the season on set pieces, on in-game moments, on a lot of things. And in this game and in this whole beginning of the season, we've seen a, a level of pragmatism, but especially in this game, that you didn't see last year. And I like that. I think it's a version two of the Rod Underwood era of the Rod Underwood system at Chattanooga Football Club. And it makes us more unpredictable, which I talked about last week. We are more unpredictable. We played the ball into space in the air. We played the ball directly to players in the air. We played it on the ground. We were more unpredictable this season than we were last season. I should say we have been more unpredictable in our ways of creating uh, this season because we now have the tool in our bag that we can go long more often in more moments. And there's just more pragmatism to that. And we cleared the ball out some, which we just didn't do a lot last year, in part because we were developing our like our muscle memory and yeah. our and our how we play. So that is a, a credit and and also just a, a feature of this year's team that I really, really am enjoying. My voice is dead. Um, <laughs> Marcus was deadly. So one of the things about a good striker is sometimes they only get one chance. And he basically got one real chance. They got blocked, and he got two penalties. He got a penalty in the game, and he got a penalty in the penalty shootout, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do in nailing his penalty shootout both times. They tried to ice him. It was just, it was good, man. It's good to have a player that you can count on in, in yeah. to come up. When he goes up for a penalty, when he goes up for whatever it is, I'm just, you know. Uh, I'm not worried, and that was really, really good. And you could see how much it meant to him too. Absolutely, the, you could see other guys too, but like you could just really see for him how much it meant. Um, I will give a, a one bonus uh, shout out here, one bonus thing. Um, great turnout in Tuscaloosa. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I did a little. I did a little interview with the podcast um, that, from Montgomery, Alabama, not a Birmingham pod, Birmingham Legion podcast, or should I say Tuscaloosa Legion podcast <laughs> after the game, and he said, you know, um, it, you guys are the lower league team. It's it's this that and the other. You know, it's a small club going to play a big club, and I was like, I'm going to stop you there. CFC is a massive, massive club. The small club couldn't play this game in their home stadium, even though their home stadium is clearly not being used tonight. Yeah, we, we drove by it twice. Nothing, we drove by nothing it twice. Was happening. Nothing was happening. Um, the the massive club, tell me who had more supporters here. Three hours away versus an hour away. Who had more supporters? We've always been the bigger club. Birmingham is a tiny, tiny, small club. In a bigger league, admittedly, than ours. Nisa blows. US Championship is a much better league. Birmingham, small club, small mentality. Tiny club. Yeah. There's a couple people that care about it, and that's great. They're pretty good on the field, but it's a small club. CFC is a massive, massive club. I cannot believe they played that game in Tuscaloosa. Fucking cowards. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, those are my three things. Uh, great turnout from Chad Hooligans last night and from others. I met a lot, several good people, um, including we met Bill at the at the bar, a, a, a really, really nice, uh, very foolish watcher of this. I can't believe you watched this. It's a dumb <laughs> idea. Um, so shout out, buddy. And um, yeah, shout, shout out to uh, to Jonathan Burke for the. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shout suggestion. out Jonathan Burke for a fantastic pregame recommendation. It was us, and I was old enough to be some of those children's father. I think um, there was a lot of frat kids. I'm 35. I think if I'd had a kid at 16, I could have been some of those kids' fathers. Yeah, it was it was basically like just bunch of hooligans. Uh, CFC front office people were also there because it was the the, the pregame meetup spot, yep. and like. I don't know. There was some like sorority and fraternity bar crawl happening that night, and we got in the middle of that, and it was a whole, 
It was there was a, whole a thing. there were dudes in tracksuits. There was a dude in, in overalls with no shirt on. <laughs> there was girls in like beautiful white dresses. There were also girls in like just like regular like I, it was just a wild wild mixture of people. And my chicken tendies were lovely. Uh, the bucket of white claws was fantastic. That was the clutch. shot of well whiskey, shout out Jamian, was good. We did that in your honor, Jamian and Davis. Um, that was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. Um, actually, no, I felt no repercussions. It was good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, shout out John Burke, backup goalkeeper for Chetting Football Club. It was a great recommendation from uh, from him and his brother, I guess, who went to University of Alabama. Also, like for all the shit I've talked about Alabama on this podcast today, Shout out, uh, that campus is unbelievable. Yeah, if you've never been to the University of Alabama's campus. By the way, I had, I had. Nice. It is, like, it smells like money. Yeah. Just like, the, the air around there smells like, and it is, it is gorgeous. Also, I saw a dude taking uh, senior pictures. Uh, he's got, like, his graduation stuff on and, like, the cords from, like, you know, whatever, uh, Honor Society or whatever he was part of, and he had, he had a bottle of whiskey in one hand uh, as his girls taking pictures of him, and then he like set it down and took real pictures. It was yeah, it was the fun. vibes. The vibes were good. Shout out to everyone who made the trip. It was a blast. Shout out to the boys who fought to the absolute end. Sometimes the better team wins. Sometimes the better team doesn't win. And look, last night it, it took penalties to decide who the better team was. So Alabama can go fuck itself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we go this weekend in in, in Detroit. Anything you want to add? Uh, no, I'm I'm looking forward to to heading up to Michigan for, uh, for the game. Oh, good point. It's not actually in Detroit. It's yeah, somewhere in Michigan. It's somewhere somewhere up there. Uh, it it'll be look. It's gonna be a tough game. Uh, the Stars are always tough to play against. Uh, coming off 100 120 minutes, uh, the the emotional letdown. There'd be an emotional letdown of, of any. Even if we won, there would be an emotional win or loss. Yeah. Like, it's it's gonna be tough. And, um, uh, but you know what? That's that's why you play the game. Also, I want to point, we signed Anatoly for one big reason, and his name is uh, Marich yeah. <laughs> for Michigan Stars. Yeah. Uh, I'm very interested to see how that, that matchup goes. That's going to be that's gonna be a wild, a good, nice little Eastern European, uh, Eastern European battle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in, Matthew. Thanks for joining me uh, early this morning after we just got back. We will catch up with you all later.